You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 225. In this episode, I'm talking to Esther de Charon about how she, as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, finally found her way and tripled her income. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Esther de Charon, who describes herself as a wonderfully weird branding queen and is the founder of the Wonderfully Weird Academy. Esther's story is an inspiring story of a struggle of figuring out the online business world and coming out on the other side as a hugely successful online entrepreneur. If you are multi-passionate, then this is the perfect episode for you. Do you want more freedom in your life and business? Grab the Plan Your Profit Success Guide where you can map out your freedom plan. Go to sing.com forward slash 225 to grab the guide and there you also find links to Esther and her wonderfully weird quiz. I am so excited. I say that with almost everyone in interview, but I'm truly excited to be here with Esther de Charon to talk about how multi-passionate entrepreneurs can triple their income within weeks. And as a multi-passionate person myself, I know that it is a struggle to get to that point where you finally get it. And I'm so proud to have Esther here with me because she has done an amazing transformation, which she's going to share with us today. Thank you for being on the show, Esther. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Esther, before we dive into the amazing topic, how you can triple your income and all of that, let's take us back to a time... Possibly before you became an entrepreneur and then also the pivot you've done after you started the entrepreneurial journey. So first of all, why did you become an entrepreneur? I actually already became an entrepreneur in 2002, but then I was a consultant and being a consultant is more like being a freelancer. So you basically go from assignment to assignment. And then I did lots of things because I'm multi-passionate. And then in 2014, I quit being part of a consultancy firm. This was a very prestigious consultancy firm. And it didn't allow me to be multi-passionate. It completely stifled me. So I left And then I realized that there was this huge world out there called online entrepreneurship. And I loved it because suddenly everything is possible, but really, really everything. And I basically drowned for two and a half years. I created and I created and I I made everything because suddenly I could do everything. And... 
I'm someone who I'm changed my LinkedIn description at least a hundred times. <laughs> Every time I thought, you know, when you write something down and then there's goosebumps and you think, oh yes, I got it. This is it. And then two weeks later you discover that there is something way more fun and way more interesting. And then you follow that path. So I was a coach, a copywriter, strategist, because I'd done all these things. So I, I've been working in design and marketing and communication like forever. So I changed it all the times, which is really, really frustrated for myself. But it's also very bad for recognition and for being seen and understood by people. And I wrote this lengthy explanation on my website about what I did. And I used all the beautiful words and really long sentences that had no beginning and end because there was so much I wanted to tell. And then no one got it. So that's basically me before finding out that sometimes you really need to do something. So 2014, you started your entrepreneurship. And I, I like that you make this distinction between freelance consultant to an entrepreneur, because when you get assignment after assignment, you're still independent contractor. You basically have your own business, but you're not free to decide. You are waiting for the next assignment. And if you, I know it's in your case that it was like that. And I think many who I know where you have basically just one client and you are basing your income completely on that this client continues to give you an assignment, but you are still a contractor. So you have all the costs, you have to pay for your own laptop and your phone. So you are dependent, a dependency relationship. And some people think, oh yeah, I'm a business owner, but you are in a, not that you're a slave, but you know, you're kind of <laughs> in this dependency relationship to this one client. And if they one day decide, oh, well, we'll hire someone else, someone younger, someone cheaper, someone that doesn't have so many ideas, then you've lost your client and basically you don't have any assignments. Uh, so you decided to leave that all behind and, and have the freedom to do whatever you want. But with all this freedom comes the downside of doing everything like you said. How did it work for you to acquire clients in this period of you not being fully clear on who you are and what you call yourself? Well, there were clients, but not, not a lot. So what I did, I basically hid behind my computer and I created stuff. And then there were these amazing people who somehow could see through all the layers of I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then so there was stuff happened, but it was really hard. It didn't work. And I had all these ideas and it never happened because there was basically there was always too little money because something came in, but really not enough. Yeah. And you went from idea to idea. So basically when one idea didn't work, instead of maybe figuring out why it didn't work, you went on to the next one. So I made this blog post because I thought I need to find out what I've been doing in these two and a half years. 
and it was fun, but it was also really sad because I created courses like really from scratch and I poured all my love and knowledge into it and I, I made huge big courses and then I calculated I worked 287 hours on one course and one person bought it for $440 still don't know where this person came from and then nothing really nothing did you calculate how much you're being paid by the hour <laughs> No. <laughs> that's basically like 0, 0.0 cent or something <laughs> it's not just these 287 or whatever hours it's also buying the equipment the programs the computer i even went to berlin to create certain videos for a challenge i did before that program and then, so when the challenge was over, because I had no idea who I was working with, I said something like, oh, there's also a program. Bye. And that's it. So I, had, I didn't have a clue. I had no clue. Nobody bought. Well, one person you said somehow bought it, right? Yeah. And then you would think that it would be enough for me to get some sort of idea about doing things differently and I did it all over again I just create because I'm really good at creating stuff yeah you like you're, you're an artist you like to create you like to be in your cave and create I love creating so I created another program about art for highly sensitive women and people loved it and then two people bought it and it was two times $19 for one month because again I just did something and I had, didn't have a clue how to do it I just didn't have a clue I just only created so you had these amazing programs that you created over and over again multiple programs hours and hours a lot of investment also into tools and travel to create this and after two and a half years you didn't have much to show for it well, I was basically broke because there was nothing came in. And then I thought about, well, maybe I need to get a job. And then I thought there's no one who's going to hire me because they will all say, but how you will not stay. And I thought, well, I might get a job at a supermarket or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. And then a friend asked me, who is your coach? Who are you working with? And I said, well, I don't work with anyone because I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'm supposed to be a coach myself. I need to do it myself. And I just thought I needed to do it by myself. What Was it a, like an epiphany when somebody asked, who is your coach? You thought, yeah, should I have one? Yeah. Because I realized <laughs> it's completely normal that you have someone who is out there who guides you and who, who says, hey, let's do this and let's do this. Ah, I just had no idea. Yeah. And then I find you and I started working with you because I noticed that you were multi-passionate, but you somehow figured out that you can incorporate all these multi-passions and focus on one thing which I did, 
So immediately after I start working with you, because the moment you feel seen and you cannot be all over the place. No, I forbid you to create another program. You were not allowed, right? And I was not allowed to shoot from the hip. No, no launching from the hip. Have a plan. Yeah. I needed to stop creating and start being an entrepreneur. I think that is very important. That was a fundamental change for you. So you were this online business creator, not entrepreneur, and then you made the decision. Was it like just overnight you decide, okay, now I'm going to be an entrepreneur because now I, I know why it's not been working for me? Well, maybe it was. There were a couple of things that happened. So I started working with you and it got me into some sort of structure without stifling me without changing who I was and then I became clear because I was sort of instead of being all over the place I got this one-pointed attention actually so it was really focused because I thought okay so now I've invested in something and now I'm really going to do it so there was focus And then with the focus came the insight that I was working for a very specific audience. And I even wrote a book about it. And I still didn't realize that these women really, really were my clients. And so I work with one of the weird women, female entrepreneurs, who are multi-passionate, fiercely bright, and very sensitive. And then I started looking at what these women really need. So I started to look at the needs of my own clients. Instead of creating and creating and creating what you wanted to create. Yeah. And I still don't know what happened. So this might be some sort of a genius movement. I really don't know. I wrote a little Facebook post and I said, who is the person on personal branding. So who who is the expert? And then all kinds of names. And I still, I don't know why I did that. So that all these answers came. And then one person said, it's you. And I thought, get out of here. And then I realized I've been working in branding over 20 years. I know how this works. If you combine coaching and branding and communication and everything there is personal branding because personal branding is consciously differentiate yourself from your peers standing out with your person with your uniqueness that you have as a person as a human being yeah Yeah. and because she wrote that and she was not even a client she was just someone who was following me then i started just out of the blue, the authentically you challenge that led to the real you personal branding. And it was an instant success. Like people were pouring in first with five, six, seven, eight hundred, and it even till 3,000 people. So my focus, what I call the hook, became personal branding. So when people work with me they hire me or they start working because they want to know how to consciously differentiate themselves from their peers 
And then, only then, they find out that there was way more. To you and your knowledge and your expertise. Yeah. And that's basically the fact with everyone. But multi-passionate people tend to not want to see it. And I know, because I'm multi-passionate myself. So it's hard to get to this point where you say, I need to be known for one thing. And then I can still do all the things that I love doing. Yeah, but the thing is that people, and I completely get it, are afraid to choose. But you do not need to choose. You just need to find your hook. Yeah. Were you surprised, basically, that this was your hook? It sounds like it, based on your story, that you were, it was all there, but you didn't see it yourself. You needed to join a program, work with a coach, and then somehow a series of epiphanies and breakthroughs come and suddenly you found it. Yeah, it's just like all the switches were at the right side, but there was one switch that needed to be switched. (laughs) Whoosh, I went off like this. And the book you had actually written before this all happened. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's almost like you... I know. You're doing all the right things and still there is this block. There's this huge blind spot that we just cannot figure out ourselves and we need help. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing. So it's two and a half years of misery, right? It's like creating, creating, creating. Please, people work with me. No one came. Well, apart from a couple of A few wonderfully weird women. And then the end of 2016, September, when we started to work, everything changed. But in a way that was so fast that when I look back at it, it's really incredible. Once you really see it, it really happens fast. So I completely tripled my income within a couple of weeks, which is fun. So when my accountant is here and then she shows me what's happening and then I get everything. You have a logarithmic curve. You, ha- you don't have like, a, what do you call this? Uh, a growing, 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 but whoosh, it goes up. Yeah. But there's one thing, it was really horrible. I had an old accountant, someone who lived here. So I live in the Netherlands and it was in a little village. And my accountant said to me, I cannot understand how someone who makes as little money as you can come to me with this huge pile of papers. And it really, really hurt. When was that? Was that before business started to take off or? Yeah, so that was in the, in somewhere in the summer of 2016. And I know that going to him because I knew he was thinking, well, what's this woman doing? Why, why, why doesn't she make money? I know she made loads of money before and now she's, there's no money. So what's going on? And then he said that and it really hurt me. Um, So I'm not with him anymore, of course. No, but it's also an insight to why is there so much cost? If the revenue is not coming, something is off and something needs to change. So you found your hook. And basically the message from this episode is that everyone needs to find their hook. And in most cases, we cannot do that on our own. I know it also myself. I can share a little side story here. I'm a photographer, I'm an architect, uh, computer scientist, uh, MBA, (laughs) was a CEO. 
And when I started my entrepreneur journey 2014, same year as you, I think actually the year before, 2013, 14, I had my website and there was like, you could buy photography from me <laughs> and you could be buy business coaching. <laughs> Do you think that worked? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it did not. Yes. And, and just like you, I got like two photography clients and no business coaching clients because they were like a photographer selling business coaching. Like you're not going to buy from that business coach. So I had to take all my pictures away and, and hide them and, you know, on a separate website. And you can only focus on, you know, being known for one thing. I can still take pictures, you know, <laughs> it's weird when you're in that mode, you think it's impossible to do all the things you love doing by picking one hook. But we are both proof, and especially you with your breakthrough and amazing success in the last, is it 18 months now? Two years. Two. Yeah, two years now. Yeah, amazing success story. Wow. Yes. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> And you have gone on from there. I know also this year has been amazing for you so far and it just continues to grow and grow. And now you have a membership site and that's where you're helping wonderfully weird women also uh, move forward and building their personal brand. So what do you say to someone listening to us right now who is multi-passionate and they are in still the creation mode? They haven't become the entrepreneur yet. What? do you tell them to do? I see this every day, this wake up call with my own clients who say, oh, I think I need to, okay, this happened with a client of mine. She's really awesome. She's an author. And then she suddenly over in the course of one or two days, she realized by working with me and the questions we asked her in my, my mastermind that she wasn't an entrepreneur and that she could only really become a success when she started to think as an entrepreneur and somehow because she really wanted it so i think it starts with being truly passionate and truly have a big vision and the big that big vision is way bigger than you in your studio or your living room or wherever your your office working and creating stuff it's really being out there and she saw that the thing she wanted was bigger than creating and that she needed to sort of put on her entrepreneurial cap and she hadn't been doing that because we very often think especially when you are this artist or creative mind that being an entrepreneur is killing your art part or your creative part. And it's not. No. I actually think I've been doing Buddhist stuff since 1997. I think being an entrepreneur is more spiritual than anything I've ever done before. Yeah. And creative. I find more creative I have never been so creative in my life since I became an entrepreneur. It's because you have this big vision and my big vision is really like my North Star and everything I do needs to go through that North Star. And if that doesn't allow me to sit behind my computer and do small stuff, 
uh, because that is something I need to, my, my VA needs to do, then it, that's just what it is. But it, it really starts with a big, what I call a big as vision, something that is really out of your comfort zone. And it can even be something like world peace. And then everything needs to lead to that. So that's super focus. I have the vision of achieving gender equality through female entrepreneurship, and I cannot achieve that alone. So I need you and other people in my universe to, even if you have a completely different vision, you can get on board with other people's vision and together we can change the world. And when your vision is so big, you know you need to collaborate and you know you need to put on your big pants and... (laughs) And you need to face fears. Like really, really, really big fears. Like, but people will see me and what happens when I, when I speak up? So there are so many fears and entrepreneurs, you can only become successful entrepreneurs when you face your fears. And it's not like you don't push them out of the way. You just look them in the eyes and you say, okay, yeah, I'm really, really afraid. Does it make me stop? No. So you just keep going on and it changes your mindset like it's incredible it's like it's like my brain has grown from this tiny let me create by myself to this like I'm wearing this huge crown on my head of yeah it's a big mindset and I wanted to comment on that Uh, we're recording this also on video for those who are listening to us since 2016 I think it's almost as you have changed physically, like, of course, you're still the same person and you look the same. And I'm not saying you've, you know, I don't know if you lost weight. I'm not talking about that kind of change, but more, what do you call that energy that you get from people? It's almost like, you called it a cape before, or we can call it an aura. It doesn't mean spiritual, you know, I'm, it's not woo-woo stuff. It's more like you meet the person and there's presence in the room. And the shift that you have gone through by realizing that anything is possible, I can do it. I'm the master of my universe and I can change the world uh, versus someone who wasn't able to sell their courses. This is not the same person. And the presence changed, you know, like you show up. And that's also why you were able to triple your income, just to come back to the, the core topic of the episode. When people see you confident in your own skin and truly believing in your mission, your vision, and being in your expertise, which was personal branding, even if you didn't realize it right away, uh, (laughs) they feel drawn to you. Yeah. And the thing is that everyone can do this. Everyone can do this. Yeah, that's the amazing piece. It's the moment you stop making excuses. There's so many excuses why you cannot do something. And once you are bigger than your excuses, really miracles happen all the time. It all starts with believing in yourself. Yeah. And so this belief in yourself, when this woman said, you are the personal branding expert, I guess you can still feel like that amazing goosebumps. Me? (laughs) And the thing is, I wrote... Oh, no, I'm not. I know nothing about personal branding. I, I still hope that one day, because Facebook 
brings up memories. Yes. <laughs> I really need to find that. It's such a shame I didn't screenshot it by then, but I, I didn't realize it was that important. And I think, I basically think that everyone gets little messages. It's like your muse or your genius or whatever shows your little, it's there all the time. And I think that's a very multi-passionate thing. We are always looking for the next best thing that it's difficult to see the little messages we get. Like you are the expert in personal branding. And we all get these messages. So please be open to them and look at the signs when they come to you. Yeah. So Esther, we're going to link to your website, of course, in the show notes. And it's been amazing to follow your journey. I know that you have a lot of blog posts out there. So we'll link to one of those as well to make sure that people can read about your story. Yeah, you haven't stopped. You're just getting started. No, cool, right? <laughs> so one day I will say, I knew Esther back then. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Esther. It's wonderful to follow your journey and we'll continue to follow it. Thank you. Do you want more freedom in your life and business? Grab the Plan Your Profit Success Guide where you can map out your freedom plan. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 225 to grab the show notes and the guide. And there you also find links to Esther and her wonderfully weird quiz. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.